Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is the Feast of the Annunciation. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And now in honour of the great Feast of the Annunciation, we pray together the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son of God, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who willed that your word should take on the reality of human flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary, grant, we pray, that we who confess our Redeemer to be God and man may merit to become partakers even in his divine nature who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz and said, Ask the Lord your God for a sign for yourself, coming either from the depths of Sheol or from the heights above. No, Ahaz answered, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Listen now, house of David, are you not satisfied with trying the patience of men, without trying the patience of my God too? The Lord himself, therefore, will give you a sign. It is this, the maiden is with child, and soon will give birth to a son, whom she will call Emmanuel, a name which means, God is with us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. You do not ask for sacrifice and offerings, but an open ear. You do not ask for holocaust and victim. Instead, here I am. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. In the scroll of the book it stands written that I should do your will. My God, I delight in your law, in the depths of my heart. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. 
Your justice I have proclaimed in the great assembly. My lips I have not sealed. You know it, O Lord. Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. I have not hidden your justice in my heart, but declared your faithful help. I have not hidden your love and your truth from the great assembly. Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Bull's blood and goat's blood are useless for taking away sins. And this is what Christ said on coming into the world. You who wanted no sacrifice or oblation prepared a body for me. You took no pleasure in holocausts or sacrifices for sin. Then I said, just as I was commanded in the scroll of the book, God, here I am, I am coming to obey your will. Notice that he says first, you did not want what the law lays down as the things to be offered. That is, the sacrifices, the oblations, the holocausts, and the sacrifices for sin. And you took no pleasure in them. And then he says, here I am, I am coming to obey your will. He is abolishing the first sort to replace it with the second. And this will was for us to be made holy by the offering of his body made once and for all by Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favour. Listen, you are to conceive and bear a son and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, but how can this come about since I'm a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, the angel answered, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. Know this too, your kinswoman Elizabeth has in her old age herself conceived a son, and she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord, said Mary. Let what you have said be done to me. And the angel left her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Spare a thought for all those brides and grooms out there who've been planning their weddings for the coming weeks and months and who've had their plans pretty 
significantly interrupted by the coronavirus outbreak. But I suppose they're in good company because Mary and Joseph, they have their wedding interrupted quite significantly by the arrival of the archangel who delivers God's plan for both of them. Mary, you'll conceive and bear a son and you shall call him Jesus. The archangel starts out by telling Mary not to be afraid. And my assumption was always that the reason why Mary might be afraid is because there's a great big archangel standing right in front of her. But maybe the reason why Mary might be invited not to be afraid is because of the message which the archangel delivers. You'll conceive and bear a son. This is an extraordinary message. And of course, a child is an extraordinary blessing. But what are you going to tell Joseph? What are your parents going to say? What happens in the village? What are people going to assume about you? What happens about, to your reputation? You know what? Mary's not afraid. She's not afraid of God's will. And she, she says wholeheartedly, let what you have said be done unto me. She says in Hebrew, Amen, Amen. You know, not just, all right, fine, but a wholehearted embracing of the message of the angel. She's not afraid. But the other part of the message that the archangel gives her is about her cousin Elizabeth. Her cousin Elizabeth, of course, late in years, certainly beyond the years of childbearing, but she's conceived and is bearing a son and... She's in her sixth month. Now, what I like particularly about this story, and, and perhaps why this is especially apt for us in these circumstances now, is that a few verses earlier, after Zechariah has gone into the temple and has had this great message received that he and his wife would receive a son, and then he's struck dumb, immediately after it says this, When his time of service came to an end, that's Zechariah, he went home. Sometime later, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept to herself. The Lord has done this for me, she said, now that it has pleased him to take away the humiliation I suffered among men. She goes into lockdown. She goes into lockdown for five months. Now, we could probably speculate as to the reason why. She's getting on in years, probably safe course to, to spend those first months of her pregnancy away from others, trying not to catch a sickness, making sure that she gets enough rest, making sure that she gives every possibility and every service to the unborn child in her womb. But who is it that comes to her at the end of those five months? We hear from the angel Gabriel that Elizabeth is now in her sixth month. So she's come to the end of this lockdown period. And who is it that goes to visit her after this lockdown? Mary. She goes with haste from Nazareth to the hill country of Judea. And from there, she greets Elizabeth. And the child in her womb leaps for joy. But you can imagine the kind of joy that Elizabeth must have had. Firstly, just to receive anyone because her husband, Zechariah, he's not been very chatty. He's gone dumb, right? Now we see Mary coming to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. And who does she bring with her? Jesus. This is the cause of the joyful leaping of John the Baptist, unborn, 
in the womb of Elizabeth. Without getting too schmaltzy, I'd like to think that Mary does the same for us. That we who are experiencing our own kind of lockdown, gratefully not five months yet, but our own kind of lockdown, that she would go with haste to us, but not empty-handed, that she would come carrying the presence of Christ among us. So on this feast of the Annunciation, let's look to Mary as the great example of how to say a wholehearted yes to the will of God. And let's join Elizabeth in receiving Mary and her son Jesus into our hearts, the true source of our joy. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the cross took part in Jesus' pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need, and we are sure you will provide, so that, as in Cana of Galilee, we may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father and to do as we are told by Jesus, who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows, to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger. O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory.